This is Reese, and you're listening to the Point Music Podcast thingy. Hey there, Reese from the Point Music Podcast. Um, this podcast's very special guest is the uh, very talented um, Kayla Smart, aka Dora Jackson. She just uh, recently released a the film clip to her single Lurking. So this was a pretty fun one. Um, very interesting, very talented artist uh, with some special skills that you might not know about. We go into that in the podcast here. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Dora Jackson. And we are live. Kayla Smart, a.k.a. Dora Jackson, how are we? Very good. How are you? Yeah, I'm getting there for a <laughs> Wednesday. I'm losing track of days. It's like that kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, now, I hate bringing up this whole situation thing, because it's, but that's one of the reasons why I do the podcasts, right? <laughs> but enough. you were pretty unfortunate in the fact that you launched a single just before the shit went down, right? Yes, indeed. And it means that you couldn't actually go ahead and did you did you actually get to do a launch for any of it? No, no. I was trying to book shows and then everything started happening and then I was like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to book a show for no. it. So yeah. This all kind of fell through, but oh well. <laughs> I mean Lurking's a pretty it's a pretty deep song then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was really excited to put it out because it had a bit more meaning mm-hmm. to it. It, yeah. Would you want to explain what that meaning is? Because I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> oh, it, it stemmed from a, a pretty creepy message I got. And then Ew. after, I, yeah, I just, I wrote it and I was like, oh, it could span out to meaning more things for other people as well. So it just kind of covers that whole like being creeped on kind of vibe. So yeah, it's literally it lurking, kind of like a, you could have called it stalking in a sense, really. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> was this was this like online or was this like a, a, a legit creeper? Yeah. No, just online. Like oh, a okay. person I never met just messaged me and was like said some things and I was like, Ugh. Didn't <laughs> you can't send just say some, that to someone you don't know. <laughs> didn't send some unsolicited yucky stuff, did he? Oh, I just was like, can I sleep uh, with you? Uh, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know you. Where's the tact, man? That's just yeah. gross. So I was just like, hmm. Anyway. <laughs> well, that's actually a good way to say fuck you in a, in a very public sense. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Make it public. That's good to bring up the issue for sure. Yeah. Well, I can imagine like um, a lot of female artists would actually have to deal with this kind of crap. Yeah, uh, yeah. Females and sometimes males as well, like ha- can happen to anyone. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, Barefoot's had their fair share of stalkers, I can tell you that. Exactly, mm. yeah. I mean, some are fun and fine and harmless, but I can imagine some weren't. Yeah, if you let them get a little bit too close, then it's, uh, yeah. yeah, boundaries are crossed and we don't like that kind of crap. Exactly. So, good so, point, yeah, calling it's a good out. song. So, therefore, that leads into the film clip that you bought out, mm-hmm. which is pretty. Um, I was trying to say this to my wife today because well, I was going back and flicking through it again this morning. Yeah. Kind of Lana Del Rey. Oh, okay. I like that. To me. In a sense, but she pointed out that it was actually more like um, um, those kind of videos. Um, the the tone of it is like those ones that were in the nineties that were to do with um, uh, not homelessness. There was something else, <laughs> like like a PSA, but one of the really cleverly done PSA ones that were actually really dark and sort of striking in a sense. Yeah, like it's it's well shot, like and and very well edited. And I'll. Actually, yeah, Matisse did an amazing job. It's just one girl just 
Yeah, did it all. <laughs> I can actually bring it up a little bit while we're chatting. And I'll put it on the screen. So you're, you won't see this, but you're on the screen now and doing stuff. Cool. I think, yeah, <laughs> doing stuff. Singing, all, running, on, running along the beach. It's all, it's all dark <laughs> and stuff. Yep, yep. And all like these slow-mo shots. In, in yeah, she actually day. experimented that on the day. She was like, oh, I've heard of this. Um, I haven't done it before, but let's try it. So we did. And, yeah, it turned out really good. <laughs> so was it like um, done in like a Super 8 kind of style? Because that's what it kind of looks like to me. Yeah, so I I had that in mind for the, for the clip when we first started talking about it. And then, yeah, so she's put that effect on it um, just to kind of make it a bit more. Nice. I don't know. <laughs> I so just was, kind of like that vibe. Was the concept more like, did you have a, a say in the concept of it all? Or um, was it basically she presented it to you and you just went, yeah, let's go ahead with that? Oh, yeah. I I wasn't sure what I wanted exactly. I just knew I wanted it to be about the, the themes of the song specifically. And so I took it to her and she just suggested a few of these ideas, like the beach and mm stuff like that and then we just kind of turned it like a few just small motions to make it seem like it was about the song like grabbing the dress and all that sort of stuff um so it just all kind of came together between us really yeah no it's well done (laughs) thanks are you getting a pretty good response for it um yeah i i I don't know it's just i put it out on everything um so i've been getting more people seeing it on instagram and facebook than youtube because that's what people turn to, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just popped it up on there and just left it. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. <laughs> so uh, you um, recorded, did you record Lurking Down in Byron? Yeah, yeah, I did the whole EP down in Byron. The, sa- the same place that Toxie Fox recorded? Yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. Was that, was that stuff, Rocking, Rocking Horse? No. Yeah, 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 it, it was Rocking Horse. Horse. Yeah. It's just not the big studio. We both did it down in the workshop that they okay. have, which is just a smaller place, but still so good. So why did you do that when you got access to a studio at home? Um, <laughs> well, the main thing actually was um, Toxic had that other slot booked that I actually uh, ended up using, okay. but for some reason they didn't need it anymore. Yep. And, um, yeah, my old man who sorted it all out was like, hey, do you want to use this instead of Toxic? And so I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, man, opportunity. Take that. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Nice work. Uh, that was a Very, very swip. fortunate. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, nice. It was, it was good. Like I, I was putting off recording for so long because I just wasn't sure if I'd found my sound yet. And then when I got offered that, I was like, oh, screw it. I'll just – see what happens when we get there and it turned out all right so yeah yeah i mean you've you generated pretty um quite a bit of buzz pretty quickly i mean hell you got to sort of play big pineapple without yeah. sort of doing all the hard yards i mean like not not saying in the bad way you actually did that really really quickly oh yeah i was not expecting that at all i i thought toxic was gonna get it <laughs> so did i to be honest with you because yeah. when i was speaking to your your old boy before it all happened, he actually knew what was happening. And when he was giving hints as to he knows, I went, ooh, uh, I reckon Toxic's got this. And, yeah. then, and then he sort of gave me a sly wink and I went, okay, I'm, am I wrong? Yeah. And, but you would have been playing either way because you were with Toxic 
at that at that point because you're not yeah, with, yeah. you're not with toxic anymore are you we're, yeah we're in between yeah. um we're just sorting out like schedules and stuff like that and yeah <laughs> but that was that man that was that's a big score because um i mean how how do you find it because you did you open yeah, yeah, I opened. Yeah, so gates opened and people were coming down as I was playing. So I started with no one and eventually had some It's a pretty weird there. feeling, hey? Like you're starting there in the middle of the day and you start seeing people running down the hill and eventually it's going, oh, okay, there's people coming through. Yeah. 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 But it was kind of nice at the same time because the whole thing already was so huge and I was just like, if pe- like people were actually there to begin with, I probably would have freaked out. But because it was just like the crew and yeah. like a few of the other bands, I was just like, oh, it's all right. Well, you do have peers there, kind of sort of lurking in the background. He's going, uh, but yeah, you, you, yeah, yeah. You go into your zone. Yeah, no, it was actually really nice. And some of the other bands, like I actually became sort of mates with Stand Atlantic on the day, and they nice. Like, yeah, they stayed for the whole set and, and wow. told me it was good, and I was like. Oh, that's pretty nice. That's pretty obscure because they're like they're punky, um, almost sort of like uh, not metal, but they're, they're heavy. Yeah, no, and they're they're really punky. I've listened to their stuff, and I was like, oh, that's that's, that's cool. That's cool they like my stuff. So, but then, yeah. yeah, okay, I could tell you a, a big pineapple story backstage. Oh yeah. Because um, <laughs> that was the year that Barefoot played. Yeah. And that same year, North Lane were playing the main stage. Okay. And I went back to the green room and I was hanging around. I was trying to find everyone and everyone bailed on me in, in yep. the band. I don't know where they were. And I look around. And I, I think they were just milling around. I think a couple of them were hanging out with Ocean Alley. Oh. As you do. Cash. And I, I was looking around the green room and just looking at these people. And I went, these guys look familiar. And I saw Marcus, who's the singer. And I went, yep. are you Marcus from North Lane? And he's like, yeah, man. I went, Oh, I, I, I fanboyed a little bit. Oh, yeah. And I ended up getting my a photo. My whole band was just yeah. like we lost our minds a whole day. Like my drummer, Nick, he's more into like um, metal prog kind of music yep. and carnival playing. Oh, yeah. And he sat down with, a, am pretty sure, the drummer, I'm guessing, for like a good half hour at Steve least. Judd. And yep. he was just like on a high for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool having that experience, just seeing all our idols around. It is. It, it's um, – Kind of mind blowing, and it's hard to come down from that cloud pretty quickly. Mm. I mean, yeah, I, I've I've met like um, before Carnival actually got big. I actually um, met him um, oh, at Sands Tavern one time, and uh, yeah, I met I met Ian Kenny, but I won't go into that story. There, he was um, <laughs> under the influence, well, shall we say? But yeah, um, <laughs> but that was still cool. It, it, it is what it is. But chatting to John Stockman, who is an amazing bass player, so from my perspective, I, that was all I wanted to do was just chat to him. And he was the yep. coolest dude. And yep. a lot yep. of people don't realise, like, we get to see this, okay? Like, we, we, get to pl- we get to play these festivals and get to see these bands on a different level as to what everyone else does. And even though we may hide that, hold them in a high regard because mm. they're peers... Um, you, at the end of the day, they're just people that just play music and they just go, oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you, you forget exactly. that sometimes. Absolutely. Until yeah. you start I a conversation mean, with them. 
Yeah, I still could not talk to Vera Blue. Like, she's oh. so high up there for me. Come on, she man. She was just glamorous, and I just, <laughs> I instantly just couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I just avoided her the whole night, even though, like, I desperately wanted to. That was a missed opportunity. <laughs> I know, I know. Because they get, they get used to this sort of stuff, man. That's, that's the thing. They do these festivals, they're used to people sort of milling about. Yeah. you gotta, you got to seize that next time, next time. I mean, there will be a next time because I know, I know you're, you're going to be on the radar for quite some time, man. Oh, we'll see. So with lurking out and done and you said you've been wanting to record, are you going to do anything else? Um, as in recording or yep. releasing? Well, both. Well, so, yeah, I've got two, two, three more, two songs off the EP that mm. haven't been released yet, so I might do one more. It might be in the works. Cool. At the moment, um, to release and then maybe the whole EP later in the year, hopefully. Yeah, when you and everyone in can time guess. for me to do some shows. That's right. Yeah, and then I haven't had anything in mind for recording yet. Um, I've just I've had this EP for over a year now. Like mm. I got the memory like a few weeks ago that of when I recorded it on my Instagram. Does it feel like, ages oh ago? That does it feel old to you when when you when you do that? So so old yeah. because even at the time that I recorded it. I'd written those songs two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. So some of those songs, like, Away is probably at least four years old now, I would say, like, in writing. So I just want to get that old stuff out because I'm listening to so many new songs now and, like, genres, and I just want to make new music. So you got influences coming in from left, right and centre now. So yeah. what, what have you been listening to then? A bit more of, like... Um, surfy chiller kind of music not as like dark and moody as what the holy p kind of sounds like okay um i don't know how to pronounce it properly but kragbin they're a really fun band it's like okay. just nice and chill mm-hmm. they were meant to be supporting um tame impala last weekend uh, um, okay yeah so it's 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 really nice music so they're in that same kind of realm of the, the psychedelia the psychedelia kind of stuff a, yeah, a bit more chill though. Like it's, there's just three of them, so it's quite a like nice, simple okay. sound. Yeah, so it's yeah. not overcooked. So I'm not a, I'm not a huge Tame Impala fan. I actually find them very yawnworthy, <laughs> but that's just my yep. take on it. Everyone, <laughs> people have tried to sell me on it for so time, so long now, and I just go, mm, yeah. yeah, I'm good. A lot of them sound the same for me, but I yeah, some songs are really fun too. Well, that's cool. So. so we can we can expect some kind of sunnier sort of stuff from you then. Yeah, I really want to make some more dancier kind of music kind of stuff. Yes. Because I want to boogie as well when yes. I'm on stage. So, yeah, I'm I'm keen to write some more fun music. Because you guys, you, you incorporate um, like um, triggers and samples and that sort of stuff in your music too, don't you? Like a little bit because you guys play to a click, don't you? No, we no? don't. I thought you actually. did. I swear I, saw no. your, um, I swear I saw your drummer within ears. Or was I just tripping? He just uses that for, like, the intro click just to uh, okay. get the general tempo. Uh, yeah, no, we don't play with samples, but I have been meaning to maybe work on that while in ISO, trying to yeah, just get, get, like, the background sounds. Bigger production um, time in a way. Yeah, yeah, so in the live it's just kind of a bit fuller, so that might be a thing. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, I, I think it'd be cool too, and like because I, I really like vocal layers and I can't really reproduce well, that live last time i saw um sahara oh yeah um was that playing in ipswich at the ipswich festival 
and <laughs> I hadn't seen her playing in quite some time. And I've been I've been monitoring. Like I've known Sahara since she was like fourteen. Yeah, that makes me sound really creepy, while. but it's a <laughs> musical perspective thing. Like, all right, as a mentor, yeah, and stuff, right? No, she's been going for a good while. Yeah, um, and when I saw a production, she she was doing um, uh, vocal layering underneath her, so she was working off triggers and and, and a backing track and that sort of stuff too. But her, her drummer yep. DJ is just on the dime. And he yeah. was just bang, and plus her brother Ocean's on keys as well, so he, yep. he could have been triggering something. To, I don't know. I couldn't figure out who was doing the the the, the triggers or not, but um, very very doable for you, easily. Yeah, um, we've got like the SPD, yeah, yeah, SPDX, thing. Yep. yeah, whatever it's called. Yep. So we'll probably I might borrow that and. Then maybe get my own once I know it's something do I want it. to do. <laughs> you can actually get them if you if you hunt around on um, mainly Marketplace or Gumtree because Barefoot got one. Oh, um, there you go. We still haven't bloody used it, but it was, <laughs> it was supposed to be using it for all the layering because we've got so many layers in our songs too. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It, you know your way around recording. So is your brother, so is your dad. So there's mm. easy ways to just put the tracks in there, boom. And away yeah. you go, and just just train your drummer and and get in a debt, get in. He left yeah, to play well, the click been, though. Oh, he's been the begging, whole time. Like he's been wanting me to play click since the start. Like, oh, really? That's a rarity. Most drummers hate it. Oh, he is the most insane drummer I think I've ever seen. Like the stuff he plays for me is just it's so basic for him. <laughs> like in his other band, he's playing different types of signatures. Well, you like, did say he was into his prog and that sort of stuff. So that, that, yeah. that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, he's, oh, I can't even describe how good he is. <laughs> Always handy to have a really good drummer, man. Uh, yeah. I'm very, very lucky. He still very. plays with me, to be honest. <laughs> um, one thing I've been meaning to ask you, and like I haven't brought this up in the times that we've had chats where the hell yeah. where the hell does the name come from? Oh, um it's um from a Tim Winton book. Okay. Um I don't Yeah, he <laughs> He's a really amazing Australian novelist, writes a lot of stuff based around like coastlines and stuff and okay. he's an environmentalist as well. Um and he wrote this children's novel called Blueback and mm-hmm. it's probably that big, a little little baby book. Um, but it's it's still like this great story. Like even though it's supposed to be a children's book, it's he's weaved it into this amazing kind of short story about this kid's life and his mother raising him. And um, the mother is Dora Jackson, and she's just like yeah, this independent woman <laughs> doing a thing. So that's the <laughs> main reason do. for it. Is there, is there anything that she does that sort of triggered it for you, or are you just associated Not with the character? It's just, yeah, I don't know. She's just kind of making do with what she has um, and I feel like I'm doing that a little bit as well. So I just thought it would be a good little fit oh. and then with the Oceanside element, yep. um, yeah, I don't know, it just felt like it fit. <laughs> yeah, thank God it's got nothing to do with a certain cartoon character. I, just, I had no idea. Oh, I'm sure so you get that. Jokes. I'm sure you get it. <laughs> So bad. I feel like I think Triple J actually, like as their header for my article when I won Big Pineapple was like, meet yep. the pineapples, new explorer. I remember I seeing like, that. I remember oh. seeing that. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was really upsetting. 
And I think that was the day I put on my Instagram bio, uh, biography, no, no, no exploring jokes, please. <laughs> it hasn't left biography since. <laughs> Good call. Yeah. It's the same as like we've got no mention of coriander, coriander or banana. Uh, nice. <laughs> for for mules, not for barefoot. It's just yeah, uh, <laughs> I can't stand bananas, and Nick can't stand coriander. There you go. Yeah. I, I feel the. Actually, no, I feel both. I don't like either. Do you know why people, like, I didn't know this. Uh, uh, my wife told me about this one, the, the whole coriander thing. There's, it's, there's two people, okay? There's two types of people. There's people that can tolerate and like coriander and cooking and that. And there's people yeah. that just can't, can't handle it. The reason why the people that can't handle it, it tastes like soap. Yes. So it tastes like soap to you? Yep. Okay, Absolutely. so you, you're on the, you, you can't handle coriander. So there, that's, no. that's the thing. So it, it doesn't taste like soap to me. Oh, yeah. So what's the deal with bananas for you, though? The texture, it's just mushy yeah, and weird. I can, I can go with that. But I love, like, banana-flavoured things. I love banana cake. I love no, banana can't, lollies. Can't. It's just the banana itself. Do you know what my story is? <laughs> this is messed up because I used to be a baker, okay, oh, there you a go. very long time ago. Um, That's cool. And I used to have dreadlocks. <laughs> That's the, more, those, those, two, those two intersect, okay? There's a reason for why I said that. Now, when you make proper banana muffins, do you know what kind of bananas you have to use? The really old mushy ones. Bingo, the black yep. ones, right, over yep. ripe ones. Yep, yep. So at one point I was in charge of doing the banana muffins, so I had to go to the fruit and veg section because I worked for a supermarket chain bakery, I'm not going to say who, um, <laughs> and go get all the overripe, which is basically a nice way of saying rotten, bananas. Yep. And make the, these banana muffins. Mm-hmm. What happened was that the essence of those bananas was so strong it actually seeped into my dreads. <laughs> so all I could smell, and no matter how many times I had a shower or anything like that, all I could smell was overripe bananas. Oh, so no. now I just can't, I can't handle it. It's gross. <laughs> it, people try and like give me banana muffins, and I'm almost like vomiting in my mouth. I'm just like, oh my like, gosh, yeah, so, that's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> That sucks. Yeah, it happens. So don't have dreads if you work in a bakery. It sucks. It just yeah, gross. noted. Yeah, it's going to do that. Um, you've got a secret talent that a lot of, like I know of, but a lot of people sort of don't really realise that you do. Mm-hmm. Bit of silversmithery. Yes. Yeah. Getting there. Not not talent, I would say yet. I don't know. Man. It's, 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 it's a bit of a skill involved. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, no, and fun. and correct me if I'm wrong, but did one of those particular rings feature in the film clip? Yeah, I I didn't realize until ah. she like showed me the shots, and I was like, oh, this looks like really good promo for the. Jewelry. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> I went, oh, well placed. I I didn't even realize I just had some on because I just always wear it, mm-hmm. and yeah, it it like it kind of like captured the. Jewelry perfectly. Well, yeah, it went with the vibe of the track too. Like I said, that's why I got the whole Lana Del Rey thing with oh. it, right? The whole beachy aspect of it and that, but there's a bit of the boho kind of thing going with it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I was like, oh, that was actually quite clever. She put some of the jewelry into that. That was oh. well done. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's just all I wear now. It's just fun. <laughs> Is it like, do you, it's, a different, it's a different feeling, obviously, when you're creating a track when you're actually crafting something with your hands. Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. How do you feel when you when you're creating that? 
Um, I've always loved like making things with my hands. Like my favorite subject, one of my favorite subjects at school was woodwork. Uh-huh. I just love mm-hmm. making things. I don't know. And when I was a kid, I always like was beading or just painting or doing something arty. So this was just kind of like making my childhood dream like something I could actually maybe make money out of. <laughs> yeah, Particularly I, with I the material wanted... that you're working with because there's not many people that do that. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like there's more – I'm realising more people are kind of doing it, but, that yeah, there's not a lot of people I think my age that are doing it and like learning it, no. um, which is, yeah, it's really fun. I don't know. It's really cool. <laughs> so basically you could actually – theoretically speaking go on a festival tour and then actually have a market on the side and sell your own stuff at the same time <laughs> oh my gosh that would be the dream there you I go just, I just, i've yeah. always wanted to do markets i don't really? know uh, why markets suck <laughs> yeah i don't know when i was a kid i was just like they, i want to make suck, pet rocks yeah. so i can sell them at the market and that's what i did <laughs> and, yeah, it's, it's so. a hard yard to do the market but if you if you got yeah really good a really good product which you confident in doing then yeah yeah i don't know i'm keen to see how it goes after all this craziness well, is you should actually be sponsoring yourself in a sense i could i, I actually like i actually thought about that yeah not to sound cocky you, but no like, <laughs> but it's not because it's your own line of jewelry in a sense and you kind of like you wouldn't have to actually core it call it something, be clever and call it something else and just say, I've got this endorsement with this jewellery. <laughs> and it's just you making your own jewellery. Yeah, just tag it. And all I mean, clothes. I just gave it, gave it away just then, but, like, geez, this, this podcast only reaches, like, 100 people max, so I wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> That's all good. No, I've, I probably will start just doing a few sneaky tags here and there. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. Why not? Hey. Yeah. yeah. So how have you been sort of keeping yourself occupied during all this sort of um, enforced downtime? Um, just silversmithing. Yeah, that's mainly. it. Mainly, yeah. yeah. I haven't been really finding much inspiration to write at the moment. So, yeah, just doing a lot of silversmithing and then learning to surf. Oh, really? In yeah. isolation, not supposed to be surfing, man. <laughs> Uh, no, it's class, cl- yet, classified as up. exercise, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, surfing's been good. It's been keeping my fitness up, which is nice. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, um, I've brought this up with a few people, and some people have, have found they're more inspired to teach themselves something new, particularly with the creative arts and yeah. and write new stuff. And some people mm. go the opposite way. And there's a few friends yeah. of mine that did go the opposite way. They just haven't felt inspired. Um, I mean, there is that sort of overbearing sense of gloom. Not doom, but just gloom. Yeah. Which some people sure. thrive off and some people just can't handle it. Mm. And so it's interesting to see that you've actually not decided to get creative in the musical sense besides the sort of focus it more into your other love and then find something else to do that. That's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. It, yeah. I didn't know if it, like if it was the same with other people or if you yeah, have people more inspired to write. So it's, yeah, it is interesting because I just don't feel like writing at all. <laughs> it took me a while to actually pick up my bass. I can tell you that yeah. now. Yeah. It, I, I actually, the last gig I played 
was on the 14th of March. Oh, wow. And the first time I picked up, not that bass, but um, I picked up my six-string, which I hadn't played in a very long time. Um, I picked that up probably about a week ago and just yep. wrote a tr- track on it. And, yeah, that was the first time I actually played. Yeah, wow. I've been producing, but um, I actually haven't been playing anything And because um, my eldest daughter moved out last week too, so we've got to rearrange the house and, and got to set up the electronic oh. drum kits. I've been playing the drums too, so that, that's... Oh, cool. <laughs> it's been coming back. Um, yeah. And, but it's slowly from, coming back for me too, I yeah, think. Yeah. Writing I haven't been doing. Yeah, no, no writing at all, but a few, few playing around, which is good. Mm. Just noodling and sometimes I might hit, hit if, if I'm doodling around with something, I might go, oh, I'll press record like on my phone and just quickly capture that and listen to it back later yep. and just go, yeah, that was shit, and I'll just throw it away. <laughs> yeah, yep, I'll yep. find something else again. But I, I've, I've been finding that I've been trying to go listen to either older stuff that I've missed or older stuff that I liked but I really didn't pay much attention to because I wasn't listening to the different aspects of those songs and yep. now finding new appreciation for them. Yeah, I, I did a little bit of that the other day, like listening back to old voice memos and stuff yep. and started trying to build some more stuff off those, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's been good. There's a few gems in there, I think. It's been yeah. nice. <laughs> Stick them in the bank and see where you go with it. So. Yeah. With your writing process, because basically it's your project, right? Yep. Do you plan it out properly or do you actually just give it, give sort of hints and ideas to and, and a semi-formed song to your bandmates and just go, hey, this is this is the song, learn it? Yeah, or, it's pretty much, yeah. yeah. I, I've just written everything on Logic, yep. put in like a Logic drama done my own bass and guitar and mm-hmm. everything and just, yeah, said learn it pretty much. Yeah. But then they obviously make it so much better. <laughs> well, that's what so, happens, yeah. yeah. But that's, that's cool because I find it interesting some people just can't think of those extra parts. They know the basics of it and they just go, I kind of want the drums to sound like this. Do what you want with the bass line, but it's got to flow in this sort of area here. Keys, I can kind of hear something, but yeah, some some people just can't picture it apart from their own vocal and guitar part, and some people yeah. can hear the whole damn orchestra in their head. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much on the way to that side of things, but I feel like it would be kind of nice to not be able to hear those things and let the other band members kind of make their own thing as well. I don't like being such a control freak all the time it's your name (laughs) yeah that is true i don't know i just i feel like obviously like they they know their instruments they should be able to do something but i've always needed before i am happy with the song i need to hear the whole thing as a song in my head before i show other people yeah i don't know it's weird What music is it's collaboration (laughs) unless you're doing solo because you don't really do that many you do some solo shows but you prefer to do the band stuff right yeah yeah i do the solo ones that kind of suits the gig better like more acoustic acts or Mm. something like that but yeah i definitely prefer the band gigs now because the first time i actually saw you properly you weren't actually playing i don't know if you realize that you were you were learning learning the soul bar open mic and how to do the sound (laughs) 
What a time that was. Mm. That was fun. <laughs> Would you go back to doing something like that? Absolutely, yeah. I just kind of dropped off after I, I stopped working there. Yeah, obviously. Um, and doing more gigs. Um, but, yeah, it, like I wasn't – I hated emceeing. I, I was so terrible at it. But I just – I was loved that, being there. Why do you reckon that I is? just – I don't like talking. I, I, I don't like doing it in my gigs as well. Like I feel like I'm just – wasting everyone's time by yeah, saying things. <laughs> I, I can get that. This is something I brought up with, with Mitchell Burt from The Fins, the, um, then like two podcasts ago, was um, personalities yep. on stage. Mm. All right. So Mitchell agreed because he's he's fairly introverted kind of dude too. I mean, you know, you, you would know Mitchell from um, working yep. at Soul Bar with him and, and The Fins as well. And, yeah, he's a fairly – I've always known to be fairly introverted but just absolutely lovable dude. Yeah. But you get him on stage and he's got this swagger going for him. It's insane. And I know that when I get on stage, depending on which band, I have different personalities for either one of those yeah, ones okay. as well. Do you feel the same when you go on stage? Does it does the actual Dora Jackson sort of come out instead of Kayla? Um, I, Yeah, a little bit, I think. I notice I get a lot really into the songs and... Mm pull all these faces when I would never like two or three years ago have imagined me like showing emotion while playing like I've always just been sitting in the background playing guitar and I see like shots that people have got from my gigs and I'm like growling almost in well the there's photos. that classic one that was used that was not supposed to have been used for a press shot naughty but we, yeah we got that sorted yay by the way <laughs> I paid for it you paid for it <laughs> <laughs> yeah long story to that so. one long story but you're growling in that one you've got some intensity happening in that photo and i just went wow yeah. that's that's the side i think i don't think i've ever seen of you um, yeah there's a few that have come up like that now i'm like oh my gosh i didn't realize i got that into the song so it's it's been really interesting to see the photos from my gigs and be like oh i, I do actually yeah have this other side to me where i just get into it so now you need to acknowledge it and and adopt that maybe you can see some epic shit coming out of that on stage and uh, do you feel sometimes you, you um restrain yourself like you feel like you you should be in the moment and should be just absolutely just rocking the hell out on stage or whatever like that and you just go oh no nah, people are watching i should just restrain myself do you ever feel like that no no good i always want i always think i should be doing more to be honest yeah you know what? You know what feels like you've done more, but you actually haven't is jumping on stage. <laughs> it feels like you've jumped like 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 three feet in the air and literally yeah. you've basically just gone like about that far. Yeah, yeah. And it's so embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that for sure. Like I feel like if I move, you know, a few centimeters away from my mic, I'm like, oh, going a bit far yeah. there, but really, I should be like running around the stage. Safety zone. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I always think I should be doing more, and I'm very conscious of that, and I want to make that more of a thing in the future for sure. Okay, here's another thing. All right, what's more mm -hmm. intimidating, playing in front of fifty people or five hundred people? Fifty. Yeah, bingo. Thank you. Absolutely. Why? So I want to hear. You, I want to hear your response to this. Well, I remember I, I played this show with Garrett Cato, and his whole thing is like solo acoustic, and like it was at Black Bear Lodge, and mm -hmm. like some people were like sitting on the floor, 
and then like kind of standing towards the back and the whole gig everyone was quiet oh and i was just like <laughs> you just feel like everyone's just um what's the word analyzing yep. every little thing that you do because yep. it's so small yeah yeah and you could see so every single why. face yeah yeah for sure 50 yeah. is way more intimidating whereas with there's like 500 you. people there they get lost and it becomes one big blur and like I mean, yep. I've played in front of 5,000 people and it, it, it doesn't feel scary at all because you, you yep. might see a few people down the front and you're sort of like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, like, oh, shit, they're watching me, mm-hmm, yeah, and then you lose yep. that again. But when you're yeah. playing to a small crowd, like, like, I find open mics to be intimidating as hell. Oh, my gosh, yes. I love them, but they're intimidating as hell. Yeah, I remember, like, Liz trying to, like pressure me to go up on stage when I was just hanging around for a beer or something I'd be like no I don't want to do it <laughs> and yeah and everyone just kind of stops and looks at you and you're like oh stop because you're wondering what's going on in their head or if they're judging you yeah yep. yeah. 100% yeah like yeah. what are they thinking of this am I terrible am I okay like have I had too many beers tonight like <laughs> yeah because I, I don't think a lot of people realize it that um that people think that we get nervous, like artists like ourselves and that they're playing festivals, that we get nervous playing in front of a large crowd. No. No. <laughs> the adrenaline kicks in, you get on stage, you've got, and particularly if you're in a band, you're playing with your bandmates who are like close friends of yours and you're enjoying yourself and it goes real quick. So fast. You play like an open mic session and for three songs in front of 20 to 50 people and it goes like an eternity. It's, it's, yeah. it's not agony, but it, it, it's, it can be stressful and it's a relief when you're done. Absolutely. No, I 100% agree with that. <laughs> would, you, would you try out new songs at open mic though? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Why not? I mean, I just don't want to go back because there's so many people that always want to go to it and I don't want to stop them from doing it. Yeah, I find that there's a certain click sometimes. This is not just with Soulbar open mics. This is with any open mic. Mm, yeah, for sure. And I've, I've actually that. read comments before on like um, on certain groups or anything like that where um, not my name personally but the acts I've been involved with have been mentioned and they just go, oh, we don't want to go on after them. And I was like... But that, that's not the whole point. Yeah. We're, we're not there to intimidate or do anything. We're just there to have fun and, and we're, we're just as nervous as you guys. This, and yeah. you guys, we could be in, in awe of you. So. Yeah, it's, I, I've done a lot of open mics. Like, that's how I started out. And, yeah, it is such a – I was that person as well. Like, oh, I don't want to go after those people. They're so good. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a stressful time, those open mics. <laughs> yeah, I find there's a certain breed that actually they only do open mics and they don't want to do, like, proper gigs. Mm. I don't understand that mentality, but um, – well, I can kind of understand a little bit. Like maybe they find the gigs to be too much trouble or too intimidating. They just like the looseness of an open mic. They get up there, play a few songs, and they're done and they can yeah, relax. Yeah, it's a bit of fun. I guess it's kind of like doing karaoke, I guess, in a sense. You go out and do three songs and then you fuck off, you know. It's, mm. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of preparation, obviously, that goes into 
doing a lot, a proper 45, 50 an hour set as opposed to three songs. Yeah. And a lot of trust. I don't know. Like for some people, I guess, like it takes a lot just to do the, the three songs and that's what they're happy doing for mm. the meantime as well. Like that was me for a good good while. Like I just couldn't do anything more than the three songs. What was the moment that clicked for you when you, when you decided, you know, what well, I can actually make a whole set out of this? Did someone say that you should be doing it or did you just went, you know what, I'm going to do this now and that's it? Well, I, I don't know. Like the first proper gig, well, yeah, proper gig I did was um, – supporting Ayla and because she's a friend of mine mm. she just asked me to do it and I was like oh crap I've got to do it she's asked me to <laughs> play for her nothing like a period and, of like forcing to doing something you're not ready for huh <laughs> yeah like I'd, I'd just been doing open mics I just started singing maybe a few months before that I don't know um and then she's like while I was overseas she's like oh do you want to support me for my tour well, like for my show and I just I was so nervous. It mm. was the most insane thing. But, yeah, after that I was good. But, yeah, it did take a push for sure. Like you, you need something to get over the line from open mics to gigs. Yeah, it's just that one. It's usually that one person. I mean, I mean for, for me and, and Asher and Sean, who basically the beginning of Barefoot, it was Brian. Yeah, wow. And he was basically like, you guys should play. Don't be stupid. Like, okay, can you guys get a 45-minute set? Yeah, sure. And the next thing yep. they were supporting Matt McHugh. Uh, oh, hectic. That was our first yeah. first gig was supporting Matt McHugh. And we're like, uh, 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 just, <laughs> all right, just do it. Uh, okay. Yeah, that was the same for me. Like, because she, she's so amazing, Ayla. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't support Ayla. Yes, you but... can easily. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I, I feel like you do – you just need to be lucky enough to have someone that's like, here's an opportunity, you must prepare for this and yeah. go do it. Otherwise, I don't know how I would have got into doing full gigs. Yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you find there's a little bit of competition between you and your brother Ryan? No, not no. really because we're doing our own things. Because um, he's still playing with, is it Sicko? Psycho? I can never get the Psycho. Psycho. I can never get the name. No, right. no? he's not playing with them anymore. He's okay. um, doing his own stuff. That was he was um, doing that was it Paradise City or oh, what was the name of that project he was in? It was a duo. Palm Valley. Palm Valley. It, pfft, it was that a while ago. <laughs> Palm Valley, yeah. Thank you. I've been watching Guns N' Roses documentaries, so that's why that came up. Yes, oh, Palm Valley. So um, yes. Um he he um he was preparing to play for Blues Fest with that actually oh what the busking um, sort of side of it or the actual legit so they won the, the grums busking last year and this year they had won the slot to just play the festival nice and then yeah. they got coroned yes exactly that's what um, happens with all of us that had things lined up oh sucks. thank you to the chinese dude that ate the bat thank you <laughs> Yeah, who knows what happened, but yeah. So he was he was going to do that and um, ended up getting canned. But he hasn't been too phased by it, to be honest. He's got another project that's just him, yep. and he's writing everything for it because he can play every instrument. It's ridiculous. Yeah, plus he produces um, too. Yeah, and produces everything. So he's uh, every time I've gone into the studio, he's just working away on his album by mm. himself. 
Cool. And yeah. Are you, you guesting on anything on there or you just goes, no, I get stuff, sis. I don't want you on here. Um, I actually did some backing vocals on it the other day. Cool. Yeah, some harmonies and stuff like that. Yep. And yeah, so it's yeah. So would you it's go into the whole really cool. would you go into the whole production realm too? You got any interest in that so whatsoever? I I do in my heart, mm. but I don't know if I have the mental <laughs> capacity to learn all of that stuff. Yeah, I look. I, I even speak to producers that have been going for like years, and they're still keeping up and learning new stuff. So I don't think there's any end to it. To be honest with you. Yeah, I'm just not good at remembering things, and I feel like you'd have to remember so much. That's why you get a notebook and you just write notes down and you. Just, Flick through and yeah. give yourself an index and you just go, oh, yeah, cool. This is how you compress this. is how you do an EQ. Okay, cool. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'd like to because, I like as I said, I do like making the whole song before I send it to anyone. Mm. So I don't know. Maybe one day I'll be motivated to do it. <laughs> well, I look forward to hearing some sunny, happy, sort of not dark Dora Jackson <laughs> stuff coming out. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, I want to play some more happy stuff. Do it. Well. Mate, you know, we've been going for nearly 45 minutes and it probably doesn't even feel like that for you. It, no, no, not at all. It well done. Like <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We'll wrap this up. Um, Kayla, Dora Jackson, I will um, put links to lurking in the um, the description below on, on the video and that sort of stuff. Well done, the video and the single. It's very cool. Thank you so much. Thanks You're for having me as well. And um, just hang on the line there. I'll have a quick chat to you afterwards. Ladies and gentlemen, Kayla Smart, a.k.a. Dora Jacks. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you've liked this podcast and previous ones and you haven't subscribed yet, please press the subscribe button down below and ring the bell. It really means a lot. I'm very appreciated. Uh, thank you for your support and I'm glad you enjoyed them. Cheers.